And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? Yes, sir. We are uh, back for episode 108. Fresh off of 107 featuring <laughs> my love interest. <laughs> that yeah, shit I, was I, funny. I, 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 I meant to listen to it today, yeah. man. Oh, that shit funny. I was like, I got, okay. Yo, what's crazy is that whole episode is literally a conversation we're having when we're going out or we're just sitting in the house mm-hmm. we're just sitting there we're talking and that is the extent of our conversations the random conversations and debates about hip-hop um and winner, winner. that motherfucker is funny like she <laughs> she is funny as shit like because uh, at one point we were talking about me being you know how baltimore people are when in regards to DMV and how we are labeled oh, of just, being a yeah. part of DMV. And it's like, nah, nah, yeah, nah, Yeah, she nah, didn't, nah. like, completely understand, like... People don't. Like... People don't because they... Because it happened to me when I was in Detroit. Because mm-hmm. they was like, oh, yeah, you live in Baltimore, mm-hmm, DMV. And I was like, mm, I had to do the drink. <laughs> I had to, I had to, had to <laughs> don't it, tempt me. Don't, don't <laughs> because, because people just figure, oh, it's in Maryland. You just one big... I'm like, no, 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 no. No, like... It's literally two separate regions. So people outside of Maryland don't know. And the thing about it is like it's just one end of 95. Two opposite ends of 95 that pretty much is you can tell somebody from Baltimore somebody from D.C. or even mm-hmm. P.G. Like our accents are different. Accents, the way you dress. Mm-hmm. And this is from an outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. The, the way you dress, way you talk, mannerisms, Everything is just completely different. How was the place that um that I sent you uh down? What was it Canton? Canton? Oh no 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 uh Hampstead. Oh uh Golden West. Yeah, how was that? Um, would you go back? Yeah, I, I thought this was the bottle I just was drinking. Out. This is a brand <laughs> new one. I got to be water bottles in my car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would I go back? No. Because I didn't see, um, I didn't see a lot of options. Well, no, 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 I'll take that back. I would go back because I went for breakfast. Okay. So I got in there, it was, you know, pancakes, sausage, whatever. But they got, you know, whole menu, gluten, free menu, vegan menu, all of that. So I would go back because there were a couple of things I would want to try. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it a rush to go back like tomorrow. We got to go back. No, yeah, okay. Nah, all right. nah, nah. Oh, okay. They they make their food look better, cause like you see the pictures, it's all bright in there. I went in there, it was yeah. dim as shit. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you got catfish, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vegan fish, <laughs> hey, yo, oh man, yeah. So, uh, how you been? What's going on with the uh, with the brand? Uh, brand is going good, man. I got uh, got an episode coming out tomorrow. Okay. Um. I, I put on I put on my my nerd hat and <laughs> like how I figured out to talk about history and porn I don't oh, know. Oh, this is good. Have you ever been to the Sex Museum in New York? No. And it's on my Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You might, you know what? Because you you're such a, a big on history, you yeah. might like it. I felt it feel dingy in there. <laughs> like, my kind of place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, but uh, it's cool. They have a it's 
it's more history based about sex okay. and and uh, um, sexuality and stuff like that. Like, I get that part. They have something in there now. It's called Super Fun Land. Um, I can show you a couple of the pictures. It's it's crazy looking, but uh, I think the best part for me was jumping on the titties. Like, yeah, it's uh like a bounce house of titties. Yeah. Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> I like bouncing say, on titties. Say, say no more, sir. <laughs> uh, super fun land. That's what it's called. Yeah, and it, um, I think that, is that a pussy? Uh, <laughs> that sound, that sound really bad. Um, yeah, that's an ass right there. You see it? You see the ass? Oh yeah, yeah, go yeah, this okay, way. yeah. That's actually like a slide, though. You know what? Say no more. Okay, all right, all right. Say I got no your more. attention. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. The episode coming out tomorrow, man. Got uh, I'm about to do a raffle for Christmas, like a little giveaway. Hmm. Yeah, I got some. I got some wild shit to give away, man. Like I don't even know. Filthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to find this shit, man. But yeah, it's going good, man. It's it's cool. It's it's uh. It's weird because everybody's like, oh, like, how did you think of that? And I'm like, I don't know. I, listen, <laughs> I look at it like, just like with me, it's like, all this, what some people might deem useless information, let's just put it to use. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, we talk about hip-hop all the time. Niggas talk about sex all the time. Pretty much. <laughs> it's just that we know a little bit more than the average person <laughs> in these subjects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, everything's good, bro. That's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, be sure to check out Aline's podcast, The Laptop Chronicles, on all streaming platforms for podcasts. Yes. Um, today's episode we have the year of two thousand and two in hip hop. Um, going through the book, I was just sitting there. I was like, damn, yo, this like flipping page, page after page. Like, oh, this is good. This happened. Mm -hmm. This happened. Oh, this happened as well. So I hit a lame up. I said, 2002 is the year. Um, I think this will be the start of the series of the years that we do. Hopefully, we, we end with 98. I'm hoping that we end there and we don't get there a lot faster than we think because we are very eager to talk about it. But let's just get it, let's get it going. Um, you know what? I'd almost venture to say 2002 might have been a better year than 98. Really? Yeah, now now that I look at it and think about it. Okay. Um I think two thousand two Nah let, let, let me shut up on that. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just talking out the side of my ass right now. Editors know he didn't mean it. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh let's let's start with um you wanna start with you want to start with the Fat Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, give him the Fat Joe one. Uh, let me see. So, yeah, What's Love? Um, Murder, Inc. was hot. Mm -hmm. Ashanti was hot. So, yeah, that was... um, And Fat Fat Joe, during that time, because that was what... um, He could he could do no wrong. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Hold up. What am I looking at? Yeah, we're going to start with Fat Joe. All right, so wait. Uh... I'm going to read it all. Uh, Fat Joe releases the single What's Love on Atlantic Records. Featuring Ashanti with Ja Rule appearing on the song's remix and Alba version, the catchy song peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and topped the rap charts as well. Produced by Irv Gotti, the song was the second single from Fat Joe's 
Fat Joe's album Jealous Ones is still envy. When What's Love reached number two on Billboard's Hot 100, Ashanti was responsible for the top two songs in the country with her song. I'm sorry, with her single Foolish at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're okay. Jealous Ones still envy is obviously a sequel to Jealous Ones Envy. Right. Um, how do you like the two? How was this like as a follow up? Do you remember the first one? Uh, yeah, I remember the first one. Okay. Um, I like this one better. Well, see, you got to remember, because this was 2002. Mm-hmm. So, this was Fat Farm, FUBU okay. era. Damn, it was? Yeah. Well, FUBU wasn't as... It was no, still I, like, I still didn't think it was that. FUBU, yeah. Right. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, it was kind of... I mean, yeah, Rock Aware. Rock Aware. Mm-hmm. So... This just this hit right here kind of put Fat Joe that you know kind of kind of elevated mm-hmm. this album. What else was on this album? Uh, I don't. Um, uh, let me see. Trying to I don't think it was too much on there. Um, I think 2002. I think I was DJing on the Army base up in really Anchorage. I used to put this on and fucking we thugging. That's the same uh, album. That's the same album. It don't even seem like it. Yeah. That don't even seem right. That seems like two totally different eras. No, nah, cause yeah, cause that was a, uh, um, R. Kelly. Yeah, R. Kelly was on that. Mm-hmm. It was. I remember the We Thugging remix. They yep. had Busta on it. And I think that was the that was the P tape era too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those were the only two songs. So let me ask you this: Does this song do what it's supposed to do without Ashanti and Jabril? No. Or do they? Okay, they contributed because mm-hmm. that, during that time, Murder Inc. was on fire, mm-hmm. on fucking fire mm-hmm. for at least summer at the summer, like I say, about ninety nine to about oh four oh five oh four oh four because fifty came. Yep. Yeah, fifty fifty took that took yeah. them niggas out. <laughs> <laughs> took all them niggas out in the song actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shit. Um, Irv Gotti as producer. Are you familiar with Irv Gotti pr- production side of things, or more, more, more from the executive side? He did a couple songs. I think yeah. he did. Uh, he did. Some he stuff did get at me, dog. He did, and um, I think he did only customer for uh whole. Okay. Um, only a customer. He Irv Gotti. I always thought. I mean, I, I thought he was. He was always. I always thought he was a good. You know, he had good business sense. Um. He seemed like a light skinned version of Dame Dash. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then like I I would want to probably like if I was in a situation with either one of them, I would probably I feel like I don't know which one I would want to fight more. I'm definitely fighting the Earth more. Cause Dame Dash is just too cool. Yeah. You know. Earth I feel like Dame say some shit is just like you want to fight him though. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, you you playing me. I yeah. kind of feel like you, you disrespect me, but I'm not sure because you're throwing out words I really don't understand, nigga. But I feel like I should punch you in your mouth or punch me in my mouth then. Right. No. This is a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Where the cameras? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, and then Ir- Irv Gotti, man. I, I don't know if you, you've seen lately. I guess he's on some some show um, with his ex-wife. Or oh, he's growing up, growing up hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really looked into it. And he said some problematic shit. 
about Ashanti. I guess they had a little thing going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, let it go. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I guess because they talk about doing the Murder, Inc. reunion, and he doesn't want to be around her, but... He's got to be almost yeah. 50 right now. He's definitely 50. Like, dude, just just let it go. Like, you, you're, we're not there anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Ashanti ain't be there no more. Ashanti is actually on the cover for Tory Lane's new album, um, Chick Tape Sits. I think it's six. Okay. Um, she got the yams. Yeah, she. <laughs> she's a creative woman. Yeah. Uh, I say, I, they said her and Amaya are escorts. What? I did no. hear that. That's like that's on the rumor mill, on the nah. rumor side of nah. Baltimore County Fabric Podcast. They they said that uh, I forgot who I was talking to. They were saying that they heard that. Um, and I hate to do speculation stuff, but here it is. Uh, they said that most of the R and B artists, when they become like forgotten about or up there in Asia become escorts um for like high priced people and shit like that. Her, Maya, stuff like that. But I know Maya still tours and stuff, so Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Ashanti though. Shout out to Maya. Part of the rumor mill mm. and things. Um So um next up we have um April second, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Well let let, 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 let me, got tongue tied. Let me just say that Nappy Roots album that introduced for, for the most part, they introduced most of us to Anthony Hamilton. Okay, well, let, so go you, you. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do yeah. that one. Oh, my. Um, nah, so I mean, because I think they were from Kentucky. Yes. And oh, no. Nah, hell no, yeah. man. Y'all and up have done it. And this was this was the time when Jazzy Faye could do no wrong. Yeah. He was on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that um, Poe folks, that was the first time I had heard Anthony Hamilton. And. I didn't Dude, realize that was Anthony Hamilton. I didn't either. And then his his album came out. But yeah, Nappy Roots, man. I thought, I thought them, and uh, who's them cats from Georgia? Um, oh, uh, 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 something wrong with You know what I'm talking uh, about. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I, I thought them. Fuck. Eighty five South. The the mother guys um, and Nappy Roots, man, I thought that was gonna be a movement of like artists from cause cause they came cause Nappy Roots came out of Kentucky. I don't know why I remember that. And then you had eighty five South. They came Phil Mob. Phil Mob. There we go. Yeah. And then I think they were from like Albany, Georgia. Yeah. So and then that was also the time when um, Bubba Sparks came out too. That's crazy. So it kind of seemed like. Rap was about to take off because a lot of people were coming from places you had never mm-hmm. thought that these folks was coming from. Mm-hmm. So that's what I remember about Nappy Roots. The fact you mind reading that off for the people? All right, yeah, that's yeah. Watermelon chicken. February February twenty sixth. Horrible album name. Oh my god. I I think I still have that CD. Really? Somewhere in this house. I shit you not. Um, matter of fact, I know I still have that CD. But uh, Nappy Roots released their debut album, Watermelon, Chicken, and Grits on Atlantic. Uh, the Southern Sextet of Skinny DeVille, Be Still, Ron Clutch, Fish Scales, R Profit, and Big V released two independent collections before making their major label debut on Atlantic, mainly produced by James Groove Chambers. The platinum selling album reached number three on the built on the R and B hip hop charts. Down home set spawned the hit singles All Naw, 
Which finger? Which finger? Whoa! <laughs> Wrong podcast, bro! <laughs> oh, shit! Which, which features? <laughs> yo! Hey, yo! Featured Jazzy Faye reached number 18 on the R&B Hip Hop chart. Grammy-nominated Po Folks, which featured Anthony Hamilton, was produced by Track Boys and Heads Track Up. Track Boys. Which cracked the R&B Hip Hop chart. So, yeah. Track Boys. I'm, they did uh Quan, Tipsy, I think. Oh. I I think that was them. Okay. Um yeah, I didn't realize Anthony Hamilton. This is 2002. Mm-hmm. And I know Anthony Hamilton's first album was phenomenal. And So So Deaf did that. Uh, Jermaine Dupree, it came out yeah. on So So Deaf. That's one of the fucking wildest dude, shit, bro. Man, he um that album was Dude, Anthony Hamilton. They they say if you play an Anthony Hamilton song backwards, I'll you'll get a play. Don't That's stop. I'm sorry. That's uh, Aria <laughs> Lennox. She's funny on IG. Oh really? Uh, okay. Hilarious. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But no, they say you play. What, what they say if you if you play Anthony Hamilton song backwards, you get to play the greens, macaroni and cheese. What? <laughs> yeah, it's so so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so so. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, his uh. Yeah, it did. when when his CD came out because of this song, I immediately bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, tra- that's definitely Trap Boys. <laughs> that's funny as shit. Um, all right, so moving along. Um, April second, Cameron releases the smash hit "Old Boy" on Rockefeller Records. <laughs> Excuse me. The Grammy nominated chart topper. <laughs> that sounds funky. Uh, I feel like we on your podcast now. The Grammy nominated chart topper. Featured Joel Santana, who, along with Cameron, were members of The Diplomats. Produced by Just Blaze, the lead single off the platinum-selling album Come Home With Me topped both the R&B, hip-hop, and rap charts, where it spent five weeks and dominated summer radio. Um, Have you checked out uh, Cameron on Rap Radar podcast? Um, No. Really, really insightful of the growth of Cameron. Okay. Um, he talks about you know being what uh, unentertainment to epic, how epic like bullshit around with his with the uh, marketing money and stuff like that to going to Rockefeller, and at one point people like uh, get low and state property trying to figure out how they got offices within the Rockefeller building, but with the way Cam described it, he was like, "Bro, we cleaned out a closet." And had somebody put the wire, put some phones in there, and we, we made mm-hmm. offices for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed like, just based off that interview, it just seemed like he, the vision, the vision came from getting fucked over at Epic. Okay. So by the time they got the Rockefeller, they know what to do, what what to do, who to be chummy with, and. How to put out music and stay on people net, not waiting on this popular record company that we are currently with. Right. Um, I remember when Old Boy came out. Old Boy came out, shit, that was like 106 and Park days. So yeah. like it was like nothing I've never heard ever heard before. Yeah. Um, I remember it being a remix <coughs> Old Girl. I remember Rod Carey using it mm-hmm. at one point too. Mm-hmm. Um could Cameron do the same thing? What record company was hot at that time outside of Rockefeller Records? Mm. When Rockefeller had it, it was like 
Rockefeller and mm-hmm. you still had Bad Boy in two thousand two. Uh huh. Let's, let's go back to two thousand one real quick. Um. Uh. Rough Riders. Rough Riders. Rough Riders. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so <clears throat> I think I'm gonna stick to Ruffer. Oh, so Bad Boy, yeah, you were right. Bad Boy, he had Saga Continues a year before. Yep, they uh, were still out. So let me ask you this. Oh, wait, what was your I, was, uh, I was gonna say Def Jam. Um, they still, they they still have some, some heat coming out. Alright, so I'll pose the question now. Can Cameron and a Diplomats do what they did through Rockefeller Records without Rockefeller? Like, let's say Diplomats was... Under Bad Boy, do they get the no? All right, well, so, well, no, 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 no. I take that back. No, they they needed a big label push. They needed some. They needed a face. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 needed to attach their their wagon to somebody else, mm-hmm. which was Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Now, they couldn't do it on their own, but I think had it been Bad Boy, had it been Def Jam. Had it been no limit, cause they like you say they showed up like okay, we're we're here. We're gonna do our thing. We're not waiting on y'all. We just need we just need y'all backing. Mm-hmm. So I think because uh, at that time, I think a lot of a lot of I mean it's like a it's like a free agent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just show up and you just a part of the team like you're doing your own thing. Like so I, I think no matter who they were with. They came with their own agenda, and they were gonna make it happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um. So what we have next? Uh, we got uh, April sixteenth. Hot in here. We got Nelly. <laughs> yeah. Which, even to this day, you know that's it, it. Sounds dumb as shit, but that's that saying will stick with you forever. As soon as somebody says it's getting hot in here, what do you say? Exactly. It's, just, <laughs> it's corny, but it just stays with you forever. Let's see what we got. Uh, all right, so um, April 16th, Nelly releases the single Hot in Here on Universal, produced by the Neptunes. Hot in Here is the second breakthrough single on Nellyville, topping the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks during the summer of 2002, featuring samples from Neil Young, uh, Nancy Sinatra, uh, and Chuck Brown. We'll come right back to that. The song earned Nelly a win for the first ever Grammy for Best Male Rap Performance. Solo Performance. I didn't realize Chuck Brown is sampled on here. I didn't either. What does Chuck Brown mean to DC? He's the... He's the <clears throat> Who is Chuck Brown, rather? Well, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. He's, I guess you would call him the godfather of uh, Go-Go. Okay. Um, and... and I guess he would be like the maybe the like the Marvin Gaye of Gogo. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was the man. He may not have started the music, but you know he was a a pioneer of it. Um, and I remember I was talking to I was talking to an old head from you know from up here. And he said, even though you know, going back to the seventies, you know, they they never got along with uh, DC, you know, DC cats. But he said that that didn't matter. Chuck Brown, he was like, Chuck Brown's music played 
here and play down in DC no matter what. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Chuck Brown, man, he's he's Godfather Go Go. What do we owe? Let's switch gears to Nelly. In today's music, what do we owe Nelly for? Bring it to what? What do we owe Nelly for introducing into hip hop? Shit, you put it that way, nothing. Hmm. So, what is Nelly's impact in hip hop? Air Force Ones. Really? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> really, nigga? Nah. So, like, he. I I guess because I mean, like I say, at that time you had Field Mob from. Uh, Albany, mm-hmm. you had Bubba Sparks was from Lagrange. I don't know why I remember that shit. Yeah, that's very weird that you remember <laughs> that. Is <laughs> uh, nigga just from Georgia? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would have just said. Nigga, you're I good. Just, <laughs> this nigga really a book. Because <laughs> <laughs> I damn sure wouldn't remember that. Nigga from you Georgia. Had, you had Nelly from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He was the first major artist from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, I haven't heard of anybody else. I mean, outside of his his camp. Yeah, everybody came from yeah that tent. So I think it was just man, he was just in the flow, and he he right place, right time, right sound. Um, why did he sell? Mm. What would like? I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to the right question. Like, what what about Nelly May? Made his music appealing, appealing to the masses. It was it was upbeat music. Mm-hmm. So so all right. If if we look at, excuse me, if you look at Cameron, Cameron had already been around for a while. Mm-hmm. We knew who Cameron was. Mm-hmm. Fat Joe had already been around for a while. Um, Nappy Roots, yeah, they were a newer group and they had you know some good some some good energy, but. Nelly had more energy, fresh face, good sound. Um, uh, the Neptunes produced hot in here. At that time, the Neptunes could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just it was. This is Nelly's first album. That second was a, that was the second, second album. album. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think his first album had that song with uh, Tim McGraw, didn't it? Uh, I don't think so. No, that first time I had Lil Wayne on it. That nigga wasn't making no. It would have to been Nelly Bill or next stuff. The next one, but it was just you know it was a it was a good catchy song. Two thousand two, so we were in a good flow. Um, everybody seemed to have a little change in their pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, two thousand two. That was seventeen years. The ago. limo was on here. Okay, okay, right. So you had so Destiny's Child. That was when they went down to, um... <laughs> this nigga really had two hours of one sweat, one suit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, Sweat and suit. <laughs> um, it was two different colors. <laughs> this nigga's a wild nigga. But there was something about that. Tim McGraw was on sweatsuit. Okay. <laughs> I think there was something about that album. He ended up... He made some kind of... Thing because it was two different albums, but everybody was like it was in the same package. I don't think it's an idiot, bro. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 that song "Dilemma." So he had Kelly Kelly Rowland on it, mm-hmm. right? So the you know you had that Destiny's Child connection. So it was just man, I think it was just right right flow, right time, right person, right moment. 
Okay, so let's talk about Nellyville album because I'm looking at this track list and he actually has Rock the Mic remix sandwiched on here. And it's under Rock the Mic exclusive Nellyville mix. How do you feel when artists do remixes and put them on their albums although they're the initial feature for it? I, I like it, you mm. know, because it just gives you another avenue to listen to the song. Um, the freeway fans not nece- Nelly fans not necessarily will go listen for a freeway a freeway album. album. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Little fun fact here: there is a dirty version of Nelly's music, dirty, and there's a country grammar remix with E40, and there's also a number one remix with Poster Boy and the Clips. Hmm. Crazy. Uh now real weird. And Ali's featured on Dilemma. That's weird. I'm I'm yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but you know what? I'm looking at this uh at this at this uh song list is this track listing. Pimp Juice. Did the original have Ron Osley on it? Because Ron Osley's included on this one. No, that's a remix. <laughs> Did, wow, I never didn't even know that was even Dirty. a thing. <laughs> but Pimp Juice. And the crazy part is, I don't know if you remember this. But do you remember the drink, Pimp Juice? Yes, I do. Um, I don't know if they carried it here, though. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, and, and and you know what I'm going to say next. I bought some cans. <laughs> you know, I did that. Did you get scissor? No, 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 no. no. I was in the military then. So oh, I, could, I couldn't. Cause that was that was codeine and no 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 when they actually bottled the scissor as a liquor, I didn't know they did. Yeah, they did that. They had a video for it all. That. Oh wow! The purple punch. The purple purple purple. <laughs> no, but I remember. I mean, this Nelly. We yeah, had Air Force Ones was on this one. Mm. So, <laughs> shout out to Nelly. Uh, hit him with uh April twenty sixth. All right, so. 50 Cent releases his debut album. Guess who's back on full clip. Following the underground hits on Trackmasters uh, Records, How to Rob and Ghetto Karam, Forgive Me. 50 was set to release his debut album, Power of the Dollar, on the label before being dropped. Three years later, 50 would assemble Guess Who's Back in Toronto as a mixtape. Reaching number 28 on the Billboard 200, number 13 on the R&B hip-hop chart. The well-reviewed debut feature production by DJ Clark Kent, Shaw Money XL, Terrence Dudley, Chop Diesel, Red Spider, Phantom of the Beat, and the track masters and guests such as Nas, Nature, Bravehearts, Bun B, and his musical crew, G-Unit. Eminem's manager, Paul Rosenberg, would play a role in the impressive debut of the Detroit Superstar by winning the bidding war to sign 50 Cent to his label. Hmm. Now, I will admit, I don't even know what the hell this is. That's that's the. Have you ever seen a Fifty Cent cover and it's like him holding a gun, like you can see the barrel more and it's like the focus is the barrel. Um, I remember when it came out. Um, I feel like I didn't really get my hands on it until like after all the mixtapes came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Guess who's back? Uh. Oh, okay. See, this wasn't this. This never made it up there to uh, where I was at. 
Um, honestly, the only thing on here I remember is Ghetto Quran. Okay. And I feel like Ghetto Quran, the only reason I remember is because that's when he was talking about Prem on it. Okay. Um, uh,. Um, yeah, we gotta talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, all right, so let's give it a little, a little aftermath. Uh, cause see, I, I remember, I remember Fifty Cent. I, I just remember hearing about how to rob. Then all of a sudden, he came out on um, Interscope. Uh, Shady aftermath. Uh, according to an affidavit by. Um, IRS agent Francis Mace law enforcement law enforcement officials believe that the shooting of 50 Cent in 2000 was in retaliation for the lyrics for the song that de- detailed the history of Supreme Team um, is, is that the ghetto Quran I'm thinking about that he says that on there I think it gives like a history of like, like I said a history of Supreme Team Breaking down everybody from Supreme to Prince and all, all of them. Probably read on. Get Across serve as a basis for 50 Cent's rival, mainly Ja Rule, Irv Gotti, and Murder Inc. music group, with whom he was feuding with at the time, labeled him as a snitch. See, 50 Cent mentioned in an allhiphop.com interview that the song was appreciated. He also talked about how Nas' record, Get Down, from the album Godsons, mentions names, but few people consider anything wrong with it. Well, see, I think at that time, Nas, anything he said was definitely, especially as far as beef, was overshadowed by... Uh, Jay-Z shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, but I think I've read I've, um, Sean Penn. Um, I think he he put he might have put the nail in the coffin as to why Fifty and Ja Rule have been beefing. And it's basically, from what I've read, it was basically a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Like some some dumb shit. And I think Fifty still beefing to this day. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, like, like bro, we like damn near twenty years <laughs> in with y'all. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, just stop. Yeah. All right, so here's a here's a something that it happened in Vibe. Okay, from Vibe, you've come under attack for violating the code of the streets with songs like Ghetto Quran, where you mention names. Is that a fair criticism? Everything this is 50 Cent talking now. Everything that's in the Ghetto Quran is in Cop Shot, a book from the fucking library. Everything in that song was in the paper at the time that it went on. The shit that these niggas is talking about don't make fucking sense. Then somebody put it was originally placed on the unreleased album from with Columbia Records, Power of a Dollar, though it later added onto the mixtape. Guess who's back? Ah, okay. Um, shout out to Fifth. I mean, I I'll take the time to actually listen to this album. I don't I don't really remember. I probably should call Vic. Um, that's it. Vic'll know. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I think it hopefully it should pick up um the call. Got a question. You're live on a podcast, and I we have hey, hey. <laughs> we, we are stumped. Um, what do you remember about the 50 Cent album? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? The one that had Ghetto Quran on it. But okay, like, do you remember anything outside of the Ghetto Quran? No, that was pretty much what the push was for that album. Like. Uh, let me think. I'm I'm trying to really think. Then, cause we you caught me and you caught me in a minute, in a moment when I just got punched in the eye by my daughter because <laughs> we was playing at home. Man. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. And we just said that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it sounds like you lost. <laughs> no, for that album, I think like that was pretty much like the selling point because that was anything from this like it's I mean it's in a book but it's like I think the gene of mixtapes is what was really got people more into him as an artist not this right I mean it was just like it was just it was was a combination of things you know what I mean like the case relationships it was like I said it was he had a combination of one. You know what I mean? Like, he had the G unit plus he had it. He had, you know, the mixtape joints that were just dropping. Alright, man. Yeah. That, that that's it. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to. I just got punched in the eye, man. God, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> go, go, yeah. ask your eye. <laughs> Who's on here with you? Oh, my man, Aline. What up, though? What up? What's happening, bro? Yeah, hey, buddy. Yeah, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, because yeah. because because we was definitely underground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we showing sure up confused about. It. We're yeah. not confused, but we. Ain't. Everybody remembers the cover, just don't remember shit on the album. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think that it was really nothing. It was nothing else. Mm. And like I said, a lot of people still don't remember that. You know what I mean? I just remember how to rob. That was it. Yeah. And you know, I. I so I remember all the G and the mixtapes. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't remember like the prior to the G and the radio mixtapes. Like, um, just that whole particular mixtape era. Because I remember. Right. Like, I mean, because that's when, like, like I said, when Problem Child and all them joints came out. That was mm-hmm. all them joints. He just was doing a barrage of joints. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Whatever worked worked. And it, it was. Right, and it was nothing like that was really like because I I don't even know if like even with 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 the prom joint if it was really uh was it a legitimate joint that put out? You said or with was the it Nas, just like a collab, huh? You said Nas? No, the the Quran joint. Oh, well, was it like something legit or was it like a uh something that you know that people just put together to make it? No, no, it was a, a song. Apparently, it was a part. It was supposed to be a part of the uh, Power of Dollar, but it was left off. So he, I guess, he just took it and put it on the uh, on this. I mean, you know, at that time, Fish had a lot of stuff. It was a lot of unregistered, like. That was going on. Like people was putting stuff together to make it seem like it was an album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was during that time where people could do that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we got this. We got this popping off, and there would be a bunch of unreleased or you know what I mean, mixtape droppings that is not a certified album. It was real mixtapes. I don't know how how I remember mixtapes. Mm-hmm. What was the conversation before that? I mean, what, what did you ask about? Um, no, we basically it was talking about the debut of that particular album, April twenty sixth, two thousand two. The episode that I'm doing right now is uh the year two thousand and two. Um, so basically, I'm just going through the year. Um, different things coming up. Uh, like next up, we have uh. May twenty first with Eminem releasing an Eminem show. Yeah, I mean, it may be a great year. That was a blur to me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was, I was living life real fast. It was a drunken blur to me. You know what I mean? Like, that was a drunken blur to all of us. <laughs> Except for me, nigga. I was like in the eighth grade. <laughs> right. Right. So it's, it's like from that time, it's, it's the, the early 2000s to like maybe seven, eight when I started slowing down. You know what I mean? But through that time, it was just a drunken high. Fast uh, time for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I can give you, you know, knowledge about some things I may remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I was on the line of shit. You know what I mean? All right, so 
<laughs> um. All right, can you tell me anything about Scarface the Fix album? Ooh. Ooh. The Fix. What was on the Fix album? The um, my block. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? He did uh. Guess the, who's back? The joint right, with uh right. Faith Evans. The joint with Kelly Price. He had the song with Nah. Like that, I said, I just, I just remember the. I just remember the. My block and guess who's back? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guess who's back? That's the only two things I really remember on that. Well, see, you know what I mean, like I was that to this day, to this day, that is one of my favorite. That guess who's back joint? You know what I mean? It it made it made a stamp though. You know what I mean? That feat alone. You know what I mean? Well, this, this was because the album. He um he did this on Def Jam. He got five mics in the source for that. Uh-huh. I remember he got that. Five mics on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got five mics for this one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that was. But but the only time with with the source on the five mics that was on what two that was what like two thousand five or something like that. Two that's two thousand five when they started to get all sketchy and started hating Eminem and shit. Yeah, I mean like. But this is two thousand two. He got five mics, so they still was still a credible. Yeah, incredible. But the uh, source was incredible at that time. No more. They they were on their way out. The way it was for me. You okay. know what I mean? All right. But when I looked at the source anymore, it was not incredible no more. You know what I mean? Because it was like to me, it was magazine sales was going down to when I looked at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta understand. Like prior to that, you had. A rack of magazines that were coming out. You know, the source and and Vibe were always like forefront, but then you had like Double XL. You had you know a bunch of magazines that were out. Then like they started running low on what people were really looking forward to to, to getting into the source. Would still be a high publicated magazine, but like for the average underground or anybody that was a hip hop artist, they got some You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like next time we get around each other, because I still have like a lot of copies of old school magazines from back in the day. You know what I mean? Like I, I did make sure I kept a lot of. Memorabilia, should I say, from just that time. So I have a lot of old magazines from during that time. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those type of things. Like I was looking at the um the the Fed joint. I think it was the Fed joint with the um with Alpo and them on there. I remember that. With Alpo on there. Yeah, I, I got that joint. I got um. What the hell was the other magazines? I just looked at them the other day, but it's it's, it's, it's a bunch of them. I have a, I have a bunch of magazines that I've just always kept from back in those days. See, so, I, I I ain't yeah. the only one to keep old magazines. <laughs> nah, nah. It, I mean, it, it's great. It's a great source of what we were. You know what I mean? Like, right. especially if we can't remember, it's a definitely. Be, a definitely good situation to have. You know what I mean? Because it, it'll pinpoint for sure exactly the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Scarface releases his seventh studio album, The Fix, on Def Jam, debuting at number four on the Billboard 200 and topping the R&B hip-hop chart. The Houston rapper's seventh studio album featured guests such as Faith, Evans, and Nas, featuring production from Kanye West, Knotts, Tony Pizarro, and the Neptunes. Scarface's first release with Def Jam yielded the popular single, My Block, which reached number 46 on the R&B hip-hop charts. And the Kanye West produced Guess Who's Back featuring Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel, which reached number 28 on the R&B and number 5 on the rap charts. Um, Prior to this, were you a Scarface fan? Yes. Scarface fan from Ghetto Boys or Scarface fan from solo music? Ghetto Boys. Okay. Yeah. I think everybody was from um, My Mom's Playing Tricks on Me. Uh, yeah. So let me tell you something. I probably talked about this before. Um, never seen a man cry to see man die scared the shit out of me as a child. Mm-hmm. Petrified. Uh, I don't know. And to think they played that shit on the radio. Mm-hmm. That shit scared the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, bro, man. I t- turn the shit off. Turn the shit off. <laughs> you know what, though? The one thing I realize now is that I think he came out and said it. Um, because Mind Playing Tricks on Me was, what, 92? Then Pac died in 96. 
So everything between 92 and 96 was Scarface. Um, You know, he was in a... Everything was real dark. Yeah. He was in a really dark place. And you know, he, he addressed it. He didn't... He didn't know, or a lot of people didn't know or didn't address it, but it was a mental health thing. Mm. He was like, dude, I was I was severely depressed, and, and it had been years building up. So when he got to that point, I want to say, yeah, that 92 to 96, it might have been 97, that, that four or five-year gap, he was like, you know, I was in it. Mm. You know, he was like, I was at the bottom of that barrel. So I think that definitely helped. Um, a lot of people realize hearing it on the radio and seeing the video, like, ooh, damn, uh, something. Yeah, something. We need to up. check on him. Yeah, he um actually is running from congressman. I think they did the voting Tuesday. City council. City council. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. City council. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was actually in Houston in August, I seen the posters. It was crazy. I'm like, that that's Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Shout out to him. I don't know if they uh if he won or anything. Yeah, I don't but just know the fact that he's running. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Him, uh, Willie D. I'm not sure what Willie D. ran. He dropped. He dropped out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think he was running for for like another district. Okay. Yeah, but you know, to this day, man, there's a there's a song on this album. Um, uh, the song "Someday" with Faith Evans. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I think. Well, it might not have been the last episode. It might have been the one before that where we talked about DMX. Yeah. And the whole prayer and mm-hmm. this and that. I like I like that I like that particular song, like the, this this one on the Scarface joint, because it's it's like a religious song, but it's not religious. But mm-hmm. it's you know what I'm saying? Um and, and anytime I'm feeling like, yo, shit going a little rough, man, I pop that song on. I still I still Bought this album to to this day. It's one of my favorite albums. Um, I remember my block. Uh, he has a young Kanye West on here. Uh-huh. Uh, Kanye West style of production during that time period was sample based. Where are we going with this? Did you get my text message about about songs that shook America? Uh, I was I watched it. What the what? Uh, Jesus Walks. I watched the yes. Jesus Walks one. Yes, yes, that yes. was really fucking good. Yeah, really fucking good. Um, yes. I didn't watch the Kendrick Lamar one yet. I haven't seen that one. But um, uh, the Jesus Walks one was really cool to see the behind the scenes. I'm glad to see Ron Fest speak mm-hmm. on it and Ron Fest get the shine he's supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Although, like, his career really didn't work out for himself. Mm-hmm. The bad story of Jesus Walks and just young Kanye yeah. getting to that point, fucking amazing, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how important was was Kanye West to other people outside of Rockefeller doing I, production for them? I think, um, it was... Because people, because I think you know, like 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 they said in the TV show, people in Rockefeller knew his production, mm-hmm. but I think his rapping put him in different circles, and people were like, "Who's this guy that's that's rapping? Oh, he's a producer that can rap." Mm-hmm. So they were like, "You know what? We we need what you got. We mm-hmm. need that energy." Um. So I think I think his production got him in the door. His rapping got him in the room, 
But, and then once he got in the room, everybody started paying attention. Like, what what can we get from you? Mm-hmm. You know, production or verse. And I think that that's what made Kanye. Where was Scarface in his career? Seven solo album, The Fix. What was the album before that? Or like, what year did it come out? Let's see. This came out in 02. Um... You know this. This is when um, Scarface they made him president of Def, Def Jam. Jam South. Yep. So this came out on Def Jam South because there wasn't too many artists on Def Jam South besides him and Ludacris. And Ludacris. So when Def Jam gave that shit to uh, DJ Khaled one time, I'm just like, bro, that shit don't even mean. Nothing. Scarface even said that shit. Mm-hmm. He was like, that Def Jam South shit didn't mean nothing. Like the the actual title. Mm-hmm. He was like they try to um he tried to get them to sign Ti and they wouldn't do it. Yep. He had an album, The Last of a Dying Breed. Oh, I remember that. That's one seventy four. So that's got to be one seventy four. One seventy four. What year is that? That's that's two thousand. Two thousand. So that's a two year gap. Yep. Um. Do you remember that album? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I remember my homies. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, where where did his career go in between Last of a Dying Breed to The Fix? Um, That was, let me see, Last of a Dying Breed was 2000. Um... And I think, you know, I think what happened was, wasn't this around the time when Jay Prince got in all that legal trouble? Yeah, and he, he had to change his... That's when he was going by Face Mob. Yeah. And he wasn't going by Scarface. Yeah, so I think that's what happened, is he kind of he kind of got lost in that shuffle for a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, he wasn't able to, you know, you know, put it out like, like it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think that's what it was—all that legal trouble um, for for rap a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um, let me let me turn something on real quick before I say what I gotta say for this this next guys. Um, are we on? Are we on with it? Are we on with it? We are. August twentieth. August twentieth. Clips released their debut studio album, Lord Willing, on Arista Records. The, sorry Aline, best duo ever. Ever. I stand by that. I stand by it. <laughs> the Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach, Virginia, two up, two down. Um, The Virginia Beach hip-hop duo Malice and Pusha T's gold-selling debut highlighted their hustle, Hustlers Pass and featured appearances from Jermaine Dupri, Fabulous, Jadakiss, and Styles P. Produced by mentors the Neptunes, the album spawned the Summer Smash Grinding, which reached number 30 on Billboard's Hot 100 and number 8 on rap charts. When the last time, which topped the R&B hip-hop rap charts, My Don't Love You, featuring Faith Evans and Goddamn... Featuring Ab Lava and Rock, Roscoe, Roscoe Pico Chain. Mm-hmm. In recent years, I've noticed that I, I first of all, I love this album. 
mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. In recent years, I, I, I've grown, I've gravitated more to Hell Have No Fury. Okay. Um, but Lord Willing was such a great album, and it really gave people an insight of, I want to say, into like Virginia Beach part, like. Outside of like the Timberlands and the Missies and stuff like that. There it is. You got another area yeah. of rappers who people had never mm-hmm. thought that Virginia Beach, like, mm-hmm. oh shit, we got they 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 hustling in Virginia Beach like that. Yeah. Never would have known. I would have I, I never thought that. Never would because um, at the time the only thing that we knew about Virginia Beach Hampton area was Allen Iverson. Yeah. Hampton Rose Hampton and all that Rose. shout out to Ant. Yeah. Um should probably call it Ant. I'm just calling niggas, cause I know I know he's really, really. Yeah, I'm not calling. Um, maybe he's still at work. Uh, but yeah, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, Malice and Pusha T. Which of the two do you like? I've always liked Malice. I've always heard people say that. I've always heard people cite Malice being the better lyricist than Pusha. Yeah. Which in turn, if Pusha is that great, Malice if, is that much. It, it's it's insane. Have you heard them on Kanye's album? No. They make an appearance on Kanye's album, and it doesn't interrupt. And this is the thing I always say: this doesn't interrupt what what um Malice is doing with his journey. Um, you know, the whole church thing. Yeah, being yeah. you know getting closer to God and stuff. It doesn't interrupt it because the. Is Kanye's album is a gospel album in a sense. Oh, um, so but yeah, and uh, I, I like the verses. Um, when it comes to the clips, I think I think Pharrell did an awesome job with them, um, and that comes from growing up with them and, and you know being being there for them. A lot of people don't know. If you go back to Mary J. Blige's what 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 album is Family Affair on? Um, isn't that on that? No more drama. Yeah, is that no more drama? Is that the one with the blue cover where she had that? Yes, fuck the gold wig. Yeah, <laughs> I say that to say still away. Actually, has Pharrell singing on the beginning, and it has Malice rapping at the end of the song. A lot of people don't realize that. Hmm, okay, but um. Roscoe Pico Chain is a very dope artist. Bro. Very underrated. Super. Um, we'll, we'll, I think he got life, man. We'll, we'll never... Did he get life? I asked Ant about him. Um, he said, I think Ant said he was out. Okay. He got some. Yeah, he got, I'm yeah. Okay. It, it's crazy. Uh, Cause I thought, you know why I thought, I thought he was going, he was going to be bigger because 2002. This was this was during the time of um Def Def Jam Poetry, Def Poet, Def Slam. Remember remember that? Mhm. And he did a spoken word. And um it was really dope. He's from Philly. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was from Virginia. No, 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 no. He's from he's from Philly. He's doing time up there. Um, cause push uh, talk to him on the phone. Hmm. Um. Yeah, he's 
nothing. You got life, man. You got 30 years of life or 30 to life or 30 years? It's something insane. Um. Uh, da, da, da. So uh, this is 2015 that they have. Yeah. Chicago. So yeah, he's 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 gone for a while. But yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to Ab Lava. Ab Lava is another Philly legend. Um, from but major figures. That I like the remix that was on the Neptune's album. Which one do you like better? And uh, posed this question to me about two weeks ago. Which one did you like better? The one on the Neptune's album. Me too. See, Ant said that he liked the one with uh the one that's on this album better. I think he said he he told me to go back and listen to Malice Malice verse on it. He said Malice verse was way better on the original one, I believe. Malice's verse might might have been better, but the overall song yeah. was better. Pete Magic, I'm Rolls Royce fashion, yeah. that us fashions, hand off styles of ice skin cones. Get the fuck out of here. That's from real. These gats is real. Like a Batmobile. Um, how important was it for the Neptunes to start their own label, high off of their success of all these different artists? Had to. It was. It was just. It was in the flow of things. Mm -hmm. They could do no wrong. Yeah. You know, it was like anything they touched was solid gold. Yeah. It was like Kanye. Anything Kanye put his hands on at that time, and that's that's the reason people went to them. Mm -hmm. Cause they knew, hey. I got this track. It sounds like shit. You know what? I'm going to call up Pharrell and Chad, or I'm going to call up Kanye, and I know I'm going to have a hit. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up, we have October 1st. Yes. I know you want to talk about it. Yes. Go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, <laughs> Exhibit releases his fourth studio album, Man vs. Machine, on Loud Records. Debuting at number three on the Billboard 200, the gold selling set. Which was executive produced by Dr. Dre, featured an all-star guest list that included Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, M.O.P., uh, the Mr. Porter produced lead single, Multiply, featuring Nate Dogg, reached number 23 on the rap chart with three singles, My Name, Symphony, and X Major, and Choke Me, Spank Me, Pull My Hair, all reaching the R&B wow. hip-hop chart. Yes. What can you tell the people about this album? And what does this album mean to you? To me, um, it it's a, it's a great. It's one of my favorite albums uh, overall. Um, it's Exhibit's best album, and it also shows the genius of Dr. Dre because he had put out an album before. He I think he had put out two albums before, and they were he had like a song or two, but. It, it seemed like when um, Kendrick Lamar came out with uh, um, Good Good Kid, Mad City. Mm -hmm. You know, even though he was on TDE, okay, he had his albums. You know what? I need to get Dre on there. He got Dre on there. All of a sudden, boom, his album popped. This was the first time that people really realized it. Like you get you get your album pro executive produced by Dr. Dre. Dre is going to come in and he's going to put his touch on it and it's going to be something special. That's what this album was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, from the from Multiply, he had... Um, it wasn't just that song. Multiply has a remix produced by Just Boys. Yep. And I think Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes is on it. Yep, yep. Because the video is funny as and shit. And that's why all Just Boys beats is like... Yeah, I think it was... 
Just Blaze? Yeah, it sound like Rock the Mic almost, uh, if yep. I'm correct. Yep. Um, hold on, it was, because uh, he did um, the song Break Yourself, Heart of Man. He had, he had, it was a sample from that song, um, you know, The Rains in Africa. Mm-hmm. That was, that was sampled on there. He had Razkaz and, um, uh, the Golden State Project. Um, That's his group, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, and then he had Anthony Hamilton on this, hmm. on the song called The Gambler. Um, you did a lot of work that year because he was on um, Eve's third album, Evolution, too. Who? Um, uh, Anthony, Anthony Hamilton. Hamilton yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's when he was just coming out. Plus, his album came out. That same year? Uh, if not this year, the next year. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Man, Man vs. Machine to me is is a complete project. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple songs you can skip on there, but it you know with with Dre behind it. You know, what I'm saying? I think this is one of my favorites. Um, let's move along to uh, October 30th. Um. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jam Master J was killed. Yeah. How much of a blow to hip hop was that? It was now, did you see the songs that, that, that shook America? Did you see the one they did on uh, Run DMC and Jam Master J? No, I didn't. Um that might have been the first episode where they were talking about how when they came out, I didn't realize the look they had, the the look that Run DMC had all came from Jam Master J. Hmm. And it also said, you know, cause deep, cause Run, you know, he he had he had his brother, and he was kind of he was a school kid. DMC was a school kid. What they said was, uh, Jay was cool with everybody in the neighborhood. He used to hang with the hustlers. He used to hang with the rappers. He used to hang with everybody. So I didn't realize how influential he was to the group. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, being a DJ. So, him being shot and killed, I think it kind of it kind of fucked everybody up because he just wasn't that he just wasn't that guy. You didn't think he was that guy. Yeah, he was like you know. And on top of that, he he brought he showed Fifty how to rap. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but that that was that was crazy because it was that's when because this was two thousand two. So you're coming off. Pac dying, you coming off Easy E dying mm-hmm. in '95. Pac coming up, you know, dead '96. Damn, I didn't realize that was so close. Big dying in '97. Oh shit. Um. Then we had, you know, September 11th. Mm-hmm. The uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Um. Easy E died. Pac died. Big died. Aaliyah died. Mm-hmm. Then the towers fell. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Jam Master J dies, and it's just like, yo, what else could go wrong? Mm-hmm. And um, he was only thirty-seven. Yeah, he was thirty-seven, and the fact that, um, you know, everybody was like, he was such a likable guy, and I think I remember reading about it. You know, they said, um, he didn't get robbed. Like it looked like he was in there talking to somebody. Yeah, you seen the video? I mean, uh, uh, the show. The show with, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That shit was creepy. Yeah, 
It was really creepy. And and it, and it sucks, man, because I mean, we we don't know what he might have been into some crooked shit. I mm. don't know, you know. I'm trying to I'm trying to sully his name or nothing, but I just know from the outside looking in, it was just like, what what did he do? Like they just killing people left and right now, yeah. you know. But yeah, that was that was crazy. With all those people dying, you know. Mm. Um, we got November eighth. Yo, <laughs> you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. Universal <laughs> Pictures film Eight Mile is released in U.S. theaters. Eminem made his acting debut in the semi-autobiographical film, which was directed by Curtis Hanson, co-star Kim Basinger, and Mackay Pfeiffer. Critically acclaimed film opened at number one. Eminem's song "Lose Yourself" from the soundtrack won an Oscar for Best Original Song, the first hip-hop song to win an Academy Award, reached number one. On the Billboard Hot 100, the hot, the hot, the multi-platinum soundtrack debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, and also featured songs from Rakim, Nas, Jay Z, Gangstar, Obi Trice, Macy Gray, among others. Um, what was the city of Detroit like when this came out? Um, I remember I was watching some movie. And I was in the um, the preview for this came on, and everybody in the movie theater was like, "Really?" Mm-hmm. Because we thought it was just kind of corny. Because I mean, you're from Detroit, you, you just know six miles, seven mile, eight mile. Eight mile is just a street. Mm-hmm. It's like Liberty Road. Okay, but they make it the way they make it seem like it's like, oh, this nigga, this shit is his own county or something like that, or his no, own city. Eight eight mile eight mile divides. It, it separates the city from the suburbs. Oh, okay. So, um, and it it was kind of like uh, when when my mom and them was growing up, um, black people didn't live close to Eight Mile. You only worked across Eight Mile because that's where all the white people lived. So then, when I was growing up, it became a status symbol. It was like, okay, if you're making all this money, you know, the clo- the, the more money you made, the closer you lived to 8 Mile. If you really had some money, if you, you know, were, if you had a good plant job and you was making, you know, 80000 90000 a year, you lived across 8 Mile. That means you made it. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, man, I kind of get what this movie is about. Because I, I think he's from the east side of Detroit. Um, and I think he grew up either on 8 Mile or close to 8 Mile. And the thing about 8 Mile is it's just kind of like a barrier. So to him, you know, I, I, I kind of get the symbolism of calling it 8 Mile. Like, I'm just trying to make it, but I can only make it up to a certain point. And, and the point that's keeping me trapped in this city is being below 8 Mile. But, yeah. Um, did you like the song? I mean, did you like that uh, movie? Was it a, a real depiction of 8 Mile, Detroit? Detroit hip-hop culture. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because they filmed it at St. Andrews, St. Andrews Hall. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was ever anybody has gone through St. Andrews Hall. Okay. Slum Village, Jay Dilla, Royce, Trick Trick. Um, um, and then... Uh, they didn't show Maurice Malone, but I mean any any concert. I guess I guess it would be. I I used to hear people talk about 
Hammerjacks? Yes. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. You know, like, that was the place in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody who was anybody, whether you were local, whether you were famous, whatever, you went to Hammerjack. Same thing with St. Andrews Hall. Mm-hmm. Anybody who, and they, they had the freestyle battles. I mean, it, it it was very, very real. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even even to this day, uh, I don't think they do Saint. Yeah, I think Saint Andrews Hall is still open. There's a guy on. Um, he's a DJ from Detroit. His name is. Um, he's on Instagram. His name is Mr. Monotone. Mr. Monotone. He was real cool with. He DJ for everybody. He still DJs to, um, but it Black Milk, Black Milk. Have you ever heard of Black Milk? Yeah, my dad actually told me about him. That's random, <laughs> dude. My man, <laughs> so underrated. Mm-hmm. Detroit rapper. Um, but the dude uh, Tony, um, he knows anybody that came through Detroit. Mm-hmm. He's worked with him, talked to him, got their number. He even got, he even got. Uh, he still has. Business cards are like napkins where him and Jay Dilla was, you know, sliding each other notes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 8, eight Mile is a very, very, very good depiction of Detroit hip-hop. Uh, off the subject of Eminem, but still Detroit rappers, what are your thoughts on, I think we talked about him before, but somebody like a, a T Grizzly versus... Hip, uh, well, rather, what do you think of Detroit's hip hop nowadays compared to Detroit hip hop from, say, Eminem Royce era? It's just a reflection of the culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm 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 gonna get a shirt that says uh, I saw it for sale. It says '90s rap veteran. Mm-hmm. So what goes in my ears is that '90s rap. Mm-hmm. The way. Big Sean and T Grizzly, um, the one guy he he got shot, uh, Dex Osama. Yeah, he, I felt um, with Dex Osama. He was uh, signed to Dream Chasers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, man, that shit was crazy. It sure that yeah, he got shot outside that strip club. Yeah, man, that shit was wild. Um, that was like a what, like an AK forty seven or something wild like that. They yeah, they got that Southwest Detroit. Them niggas was crazy. Um. Mm. But um, it, I just it's not my style. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I've actually seen T Grizzly a couple times. Um, big ass dude, he's like six four. Man, he like play offensive line or something. <laughs> he does a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's big he ass dude. Like a linebacker. But you know his his style of it just it's just not my style of. Football. Okay, I try to I, I I legit you know try to listen. It's just I don't I don't dig it. It's not not me. Um. What do you think about... Uh, let's do November 12th. Yeah. So I know you're a big whole fan. Oh, yeah. Blueprint 2? Yeah. Uh, let me see how I take this one. Jay-Z releases his seventh album, The Blueprint 2, The Gift and the Curse, and Rockefeller, a sequel of sorts to the Brooklyn-born rapper's critically acclaimed 2001 release, The Blueprint. The platinum selling album featured production by Kanye West, Just Blaze, Heavy D, Timberland, No ID, the Neptunes, and several others. Singles from this blockbuster set included the Grammy nominated Excuse Me Miss featuring Pharrell, which reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. 
and O3 Bonnie and Clyde which sampled Tupac's song Me and My Girlfriend which featured Jay-Z's future wife Beyonce O3 Bonnie and Clyde reached number 4 on the Billboard Hot 100 other guests on the ambitious album included Rakim, Truth Hurts, Dr. Dre Ah, it's a shitload of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even Big was on that motherfucker. This album gets so much flack. Um, I, I don't know too many people that really like this album, right? My question to you is: Should he have came out with the two point one version of Blueprint Two instead of? The two, uh, the two discs. Should he have done a double disc? Mm, I, I think so. Um, because whether he, either way, you were gonna get all the music. Mm-hmm. Whether it was two at a time or one this year or one next year. Mm. Um. And I think that. A lot of people were doing double albums. Yeah. Because, you know, Tupac had put out the All Eyes on Me double album. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Life After Death. Yep, Life After Death. So, was this album supposed to be his Life After Death slash... Um, what's the Tupac album? Uh, All Eyes on Me. All Eyes on Me. Do you think that, that was the intent on I th- putting it out like that? I think so. I think so. How did that go? Um, I I like this album. I don't, I don't know too many people that like the album, which is crazy. I I really I really like it, especially from the you know the the blue disc. Um, cause cause Killer Mike was that's when that's when he was new to the world, mm-hmm. or he was new to the rap world. Um, even the black disc. I really like the Black Disc. Black Disc had um, As One on it. That was mm-hmm. my... I think that was like one of my favorite songs on there. Earth, Wind, was Nigga Please on, on that one? I think Nigga Please was on that second disc. That was on the Black Disc. Um, Diamonds Are Forever. Uh-huh. Um, Guns N' Roses? Guns N' Roses was on that one. That's with uh, Lenny Kravitz. Heavy D produced that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, um, which one was the better disc, in your opinion? The Blue Disc. You like the blue disc better. Wow. Mm-hmm. What? Well, why? Um, Got to remember, 2002. I was 20, 23 years old. Had my button down. <laughs> you, you was know a, what I'm saying? That's a grown man. I was, I, was <laughs> trying to, I was trying to do this. Excuse and me, to miss, the side. You know. The big, the big, uh, the big fat fake watch. <laughs> I, had, I had a fake Rockefeller chain. Yeah, shout you know, out to that chain. The, gave me the itchy neck. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got the chain. Shout out to that. I thank yeah. you for that to this day. Yes. So, um, <laughs> that's crazy. What do you think about Ho's version of um Bonnie and Clyde? I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. You know. Um. You know, plus, plus Beyonce was on it. They was they was dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was you know cool. You know, it was, it was cool for their relationship. You know, what I'm saying hip hop, hip hop needed that. You know, um, but yeah, I I really like that. I like the blue disc, and that was I don't know. I'm still I'm still confused as to why Kanye rapped on his song with that 
What was the name that he Raids, had? Something, man. Yeah. She was weird. <laughs> he referred to himself like that. Hey, Ray, Ray, is that your car? Yeah. MTV, I know who you are. Did Takeover. Do you got beef with Nas? I was like, what? Mm. Like, what are you talking about? Who are you? Um, I think he was still trying to find himself as an artist. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But uh, I want to touch on something real quick. Why you Why you try to find that? Um, November twenty sixth, uh, Tupac releases uh his fourth album since he passed. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, Better Days on Interscope. My question to you is, how do you feel about the this kind of music? Like, are you happy to get his music once he passed? Like, no. Okay, alright, yeah, this is getting good. Tell no, me more. I did not listen to anything. I, I take that back, that's a lie. Um, I listened to that one CD they put out, the one with Big... Um, oh, Born Again? Was that the CD with like... Dead Eminem? Wrong? Dead, yeah. Okay, Born Again, yeah. I listened to that CD, and I was like, man, this shit is trash. And I did not listen to anything. I have not heard a new quote-unquote, new Tupac album since. Mm. Because Pac being one of my favorite rappers, I'm like, you you can't, you know, and they said, you know, he was a workaholic, so he had just thousands of songs. And they, you know, plug and play, and they, it was it was just too forced. So mm-hmm. to me, anything after, after that, that, that Born Again album, I never listened to Anything. Oh no no no! That's not that's Biggie's Born Again album that I'm thinking of. Are you thinking about the album that has Run on it? Maybe 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 that's what I'm thinking. So okay, so I think overall anything with any rapper who passed away, I have not listened to anything new, mm-hmm. anything put out because it seemed like I remember. Um, I think we talked about watching that that the Death Row Chronicles. Yeah, and they were talking about how Suge Knight. You know, he was going through all that legal and the money trouble in the two thousands. He was just putting, he was just putting shit out, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, fool people into buying it. And he was like, "Wait a minute, we already heard this, mm-hmm. or this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason that they didn't put this out when they was alive. So mm-hmm. why are you gonna put it out now that they're gone?" And capitalize. Yeah, trying to catch. And so I never anything with anything. If uh, I now. Puffy didn't do it as much. He did that one album. Then he did the Biggie duets. Yeah. Do you think it's because Big just didn't have enough material to put out? But why why put it out at all? Mm, you got a point there. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just me. I just never I never I never did because it seemed like they, they just capitalizing on so I got a question. So when you said you didn't like none of that, was the issue that he they were pairing him with people that he wouldn't have did a record with or wouldn't have sound good or so would you have wanted the music regardless? Like because we obviously we know he recorded this this music and he's probably just unfinished stuff and then mixing it up and just finishing it. Would you have still wanted the music if it was just? Raw music, how it no, it's just I'm fine with what he gave us. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because to me it was like round peg square hole. Okay, 
you know, you you just jamming something in there trying Wrong to make podcast, it fit. Wrong podcast, Wrong podcast. Filthy. Legit talking about music, people. <laughs> The sound effects was horrible. I know. Uh, the visual was even worse. Yeah, well, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I fucking get it. Um, uh, let's do. Let's do one more out the door. Uh, you want to do common or you want to do not? You you pick because I I fucks with I fucks with either I know, one of them. You know. know what? Let's do common. We've okay. never talked about common. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I mean, I I really don't know too much about common. Uh, out of see. all of this, like I know. Well, this was okay. I read. Let me see. December tenth. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this gonna be good. Common releases oh, his fifth fuck. album, Electric Circus, on MCA. The album cover influenced by the '67 Beatles classic, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, featured images of Jimi Hendrix. Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Minister Louis Farrakhan, Black Thought, Big Daddy Kane, Prince, Chris Webber, Last Poets, Asada Shakur, Richard Pryor, and among others. The experimental album, which featured, which reached number 47 on the Billboard 200 and number 9 on the R&B hip hop chart, contained the hit single Come Close, feature, featuring Mary J. Blige, hitting number 18 on the rap chart. Other guests that appeared on the album included Prince, Erica Badu, Vinya Mojica, CeeLo Green, Bilal, Sonny Sandoval, Jill Scott Farrell, Omar, Letitia Sadler. Uh, influenced by the 1968 Rolling Stones TV special Electric Circus, featured production by Questlove, Neptunes, da 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 da, da and Jay Dilla. So, uh, yeah, this was when Erica Badu was. Was giving him the business, and my man was loving it. What you just did? <laughs> he was out there. Yeah, he. Uh, this this common is quite different than the common that we got in the early nineties. Yeah. Uh well, he didn't change too much. He okay. never, he never really, he never really veered. His style never really veered too far from where he started. Okay. The only difference was my man was coming out in fucking knitted hats <laughs> and, and bell bottom pants because Erica Badu was in there. It's like Nickel Boy. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but um, his music, his music never. Now this album, a lot of people didn't like it. Because like they say, it's an experimental album. I think every artist had that experimental album. Like I was listening to uh, Red Man, um, There's a Dark Side. Okay. And I don't know if, if anybody remembers, but Red Man even said it. He was like, yeah, I was going through some shit. I was trying something with that album. That was his experimental album. Mm-hmm. Um, People don't talk about that album at all. I fucking love it. It, it kind of was like sandwiched in there. That was like 94. Five, right? I was 94. Yeah. I love that album. I gotta go back and listen to it. Uh, especially that song Green Island. Oh man, that's the shit. Um and the, and Electric Circus was the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something different. You know, Common was well, first of all, he has one of the greatest rap songs ever. I used to love her. 
Then he had the beef with uh, Westside Connection. Yeah. Um, what's crazy about that is uh, me and Lauren, we were watching the the show, and they were talking about his diss, and she never heard the diss record up until this past weekend. Oh, man. He he went toe to toe yeah, with them. That shit was wild, and it was to the point where Ice Cube was like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, I'm, he, I'm good. It, it was a reach. Yeah. It was he was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that nigga was wrong. Man, yeah. I'm just sitting there like, nigga, they want to talk about you. They <laughs> they, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't about you at all. <laughs> he sat he sat Cube down. Um, and then you had uh like water for chocolate. Um, and you know I like I like the follow up. To, to this which was B um but yeah I, I really I like this album man it was different um I still listen to uh one of the songs is on my workout playlist um so yeah I, I fucks with it um yeah do you, I mean do you we we want to get into the Nas cause I know you're a huge Nas fan um, I mean, we can. We Let me see. Actually, briefly, we can speak on it. Briefly, and, yeah, because yeah, it was it was a couple, it was a couple jams on this. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, December thirteenth, um, Nas releases sixth album, Godson, on Columbia Records. <sighs> let's see, covering an array of topics including death, self empowerment, children, spirit. Spirit spirituality <laughs> spirit spirit why the fuck I can't say spirit spirituality what a spirit spirituality yeah spirit yo wait wait spirituality there we go woo and violence <laughs> the deeply personal album resonated with fans and critics alike. Peaking at number 12 in the Billboard 200, topping R&B, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Leading singles, uh, Made You Look, I Don't Remember to Get Down, and I Can. I don't remember to get down at all. Um, I don't, it's it's a weird song, not, not weird, but he raps about. Wait, didn't we just talk about that? Is that the song that we were just talking about with the 50 Cent part? No. Well, Fifty Cent might have had a song. No, remember when he was talking about the Ghetto Quran and he was saying that Nas had the same. Oh, you know, I. I mm, he said it was it was loosely based off the same. I don't know. Uh, well, if it's loosely because because this song, he was pretty much rapping about going, you know, doing, doing doing some street shit and then going out to L.A. But he really didn't name it. It didn't seem like he named anybody. You know, he was pointing finger and pointing fingers and naming names. Um, but I I don't like that song. Not a song I can. I think um, Nas is very good for um, having an inspirational song, like on the CD with um, like the CD he did with Damian Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to that concert too. You said it was great. It was fucking amazing. Um, uh, oh, distant relatives. Mm-hmm. He's got a song on there with Lil Wayne. Um, I think it's called Change, 
And it's a very, very inspirational song. I think I like that about Nas. Mm-hmm. Nas will give you something. He doesn't seem like he's, you know, in your face. He's not like M.O.P. Shout uh, out to M.O.P. Shout out to M.O.P. <laughs> M.O.P. If you you could be the most peaceful person in the world, you hear M.O.P. song and you fight. Yeah, that that in your face. Yeah, in they, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like damn near nose to nose. Right. And they <laughs> like, gonna, back up, bro. Yeah, but Nas is the total opposite, and I like that he'll he'll give but he'll give you you know some 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 street shit, but then he'll give you some inspirational, you know, like I I I can't you know to this day I st- I still love that song, man. And um, I think this was the album with, um, he did, he did, um, the song, oh shit, there we go, uh, it's not on this one. Um, of course, may, you know, may, made you look was uh, aimed at Jay Z. I don't think a lot of people know that. Really? Yeah. Yep. They were still beefing it. Yep. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let me say to a page in my rhyme book. Ah, uh, was that in reference to like dead presidents? Yep. Huh. Okay, that makes sense now. Yep. Uh, yeah. For some, I don't know. I don't know where, man. You know me, fucking random fact guy. Uh, I heard that somewhere, and, and Nas was Nas didn't come out and say, "Hey, I'm talking about him." He was like, "Yeah, I'm talking about him." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and about that song. Yeah, this 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 is for him. Um, I'm looking for a specific song, and but yeah, you know, huge Nas fan. Love this album. Um, let me see. Oh, okay. Never mind. The song I'm looking for is on the next album. But yeah, you know, God, Godson, man. I think it's um, um, it's this middle of the this middle of the pack, Nas. It's not Illmatic Nas, and it's not uh the worst Nas. I think who who said Nas picks the worst beats ever. I said that. Yeah. I think the world has said that. Not just me. It's like he yeah, no, they're good. Out of ten out of ten songs, like <laughs> a good three, four of them will be like, Yeah. It's like this nigga like I like that. You do, nigga. <laughs> they beating on a trash can. Like, who the fuck do you mean? Like, Alright, whatever. Just go right. Just, just take it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got yeah. it. You know what? I don't even want no money for it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so so um yeah this this was fun. I'm I'm sleepy as shit. <laughs> but uh, any shout outs? You know, just the usual, man. You know, shout out to everybody, man. Uh, y'all know who y'all are. Um, shout out to Coach Class Podcast, Prius. It's Prius Destined Pod, the podcast. Um, shout out to uh, Four Twenty Wrap Up. Shout out to my man Savage. He has uh um he's a dope up and coming photographer. Is he really in Poland? Oh, he was. He oh. was. He was earlier this year. Man, yo, his fucking pictures are Bruh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. That that boy has an amazing eye yeah. for pictures, bro. Yeah. 
he's definitely inspired me to getting into like using my camera and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Shout out to all my group messages. Shout out to uh, my love interest because that shit is dumb funny. Uh, go follow uh, shit vegans eat. Um, the link is in my bio. Shout out the norm, fucking regular, my guy. Um, shout out to Stacy. Uh, shout out to Huss. Shout out to all the shout out. Shout out to Baby Corey. Um, shout out to all, all my good people over there. Uh, shout out to Sarah. Shout out to everybody, man. Um, that's all I got. Baltimore County, um, forever. Going to sleep.